Hello, and welcome to the Boom or Bust Fantasy Podcast. We're coming in hot with the best bad takes in the fantasy industry. Here are your hosts, Steve Reed, Kyle Gadley, Drew Marsh, and Zach Beekner. And welcome back to the Boomer Bust Fantasy Football Podcast. We are now back to a full group of uh, participants on this week's pod, as Drew is maybe not back to 100%, but he is back with us. How are you feeling, Drew? Uh, Better than last week, but still working on it. Fair enough, and then we'll head to Kyle. How are you feeling, or doing today, Kyle, I should say? Doing pretty solid, buddy. Ready to talk some football. And then last but not least... Mr. Beekner, how you doing, Zach? Oh, I'm doing all right. Um, just disappointed in some of my leagues. Yeah, we we know you're bad. Don't you don't yep. have to yep. keep yep. bringing it up. Even even though even though I've won three of our DFS, I'm bad. Thank you. D- DFS don't matter when you're losing in season long. That's all I got to say. So I hope I win in Kyle's league. Speaking I of, I beat you once. <laughs> speaking of DFS. We have a new winner this week, someone that got their first victory of the season. It is not Kyle, but it is Drew, finally getting a dub. And you weren't here to uh, go over your roster last week, Drew, so just go ahead and uh, recap who you went with. All right, so I had Jalen Hurts, Austin Eckler, Devin Singletary, CeeDee Lamb, Robert Woods, Gabe Davis, Dallas Goddard, James Robinson, and the Seahawks defense. Uh, so we all were... I'll rock James Robinson last week. Yeah, didn't work out. And he sucked. Mm-hmm. But who would have thought Jacksonville would have been in a negative game script against Houston, of all teams? Exactly. And used ETN a lot more out of the backfield to cast, catch the ball. Yeah, but I mean, I, some real I, high highs in that lineup, some real low mm-hmm. lows, and I guess it ended up working out this week, but... Yeah, Eckler absolutely popped off for you. 173 rushing yards and a touchdown, plus a receiving touchdown. Mm-hmm. On top of that, I mean... Singletary dude, didn't get in as involved as I thought he would. No, we saw... I think James Cook ended up scoring him, because I know James Cook had a long... I don't know if it was a rush or a reception for a touchdown. It was a rush for like 20 yards, I think. Which is, I guess, somewhat long, but... Uh, anyways, back to DFS. I came in second... Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I'm going to blame him for losing me this week. <laughs> I thought for sure he had he would have a decent game against a bad defense. And well, he didn't. Obviously, James Robinson, like I said, we all played. Didn't play very well. 10 carries for 27. I had Jeff Wilson, Chris Olave, Terry McLaurin, Marquise Brown, Dallas Goddard, Gabe Davis, and the Jags defense. So, overall, a very similar... I mean, we had, what, one, four of the same players? Or three of the same players as Drew, and I still came out just three points behind him this week, but that's football. Kyle, you came in third, and uh, that was with you having a quarterback that put up zero points. Mm-hmm. Good times. So go ahead and recap your roster just to make sure you you know we rub it in Zach's face that he came in last with a guy that... <laughs> so as you said, I had a QB that would give me zero. had Teddy in there. I figured give him the start, but obviously he got 
concussed as well. Had James Robinson, Mostert, Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, Chris Olave, Zach Ertz, Brees Hall, and the Niners defense. And Brees Hall went nuts this weekend. Mm-hmm. 100 receiving, 97 rushing, and a rushing touchdown. Do we think uh, – do you guys think this is something we're going to see more from Brees Hall, kind of being almost like a Christian McCaffrey type guy, getting 100 rushing, 100 receiving? Like it's not an every week thing, but does he have that potential, do you guys think? I mean, I mean they... yeah, if they're going to line him up in the slot. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, I mean, it just depends on if they decide they're going to cut out Michael Carter or not, and I don't think they do, so I don't think he has 2019 Christian McCaffrey potential, but I think he can definitely continue to be a weekly starter for sure. Mm. That's fair. And then rounding out, I think for the first time, our DFS, Zach coming in last place, mark it on the calendars. <laughs> Zach, uh, how you feeling after this week? I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, I can hang my hat on this after I've watched some. After I've watched my a uh, couple of my uh, fantasy teams just so really suck. Um, but uh, this week, I mean, I hit with the quarterback. I hit with a wide receiver. I just missed with both running backs, which you can't do. Yeah, your your combination of James Robinson and Devin Singletary combined for a total of ten fantasy points. Oh, yep, it was ten. Yep, yep. So that's incredibly painful. Yeah, it hurt. I mean, it is what it is. It's it's. Uh, we'll come back next week. Um, but I had Kirk Covenant, Kirk Cousins, James Robinson, Devin Singletary, Justin Jefferson. Uh, Tyree Kill, George Pickens, who actually did all right, even though nobody scored any touchdowns. Um, Evan Ingram and Chris Olave, along with the 49ers defense, who actually ended up being my third highest scoring pick. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bueno, but I guess no. in, in some season-long leagues, I did have the the Pats defense being one of my top scores as well. So... I feel that whole uh, defense outscoring pretty much the rest of your roster, and it's painful. Yeah, because then that means usually you did not do well. Mm-hmm. So, moving on to our Thursday night parlay pick. And first off, that Thursday night game was brutally ugly. Blah. I mean, we're trying to let Russ cook, and Russ just isn't cooking. By oh, any he's means. cooking something, and I think it's crystal meth. I mean, it's, oh. it's, it's terrible to watch him play. I don't know if you guys saw <laughs> the replay of the the final pass of the game that uh, Stephon uh, Gilmore. I had, I had, uh, I had Super Bowl flashbacks. Well, I, I just, I, I don't know if you guys saw, but. They ran a rub route on the right side of the field. KJ Hamler was open by about a thousand yards, it felt like. And we still looked at Cortland Sutton and tried to squeeze that ball in. Yeah, he didn't even look KJ so Hamler's just, way. It was Is he just trying to force the ball then, you think? Not, he's not progressing through his reads, I'll say that. But at the same time, I would I would say he's forcing the ball. I mean, if you have a rub route on 
one side of the field, why you're not looking that way initially to begin with. Agreed. I mean, I'm not very football savvy, but I know enough that um, I know enough to know that if you're running a rub route, that's your first target. Mm-hmm. And it, it almost does look like, or did look like he was attempting to hit Hammer in the back of the end zone. But at that point, the play had just developed too far, and you had Sutton running in front of him. And either way, we did not hit our Thursday night parlay. We had Broncos money line, which was Drew's uh, pick there. I took the under at 42.5 points, which was... They were way under. They had, what, 21 total points or something like that? Something like that, but somebody also had to say that uh, our parlay was going to hit in the middle of the game. Not going to mention anything. Hey, now, they totally screwed that game away. (laughs) Yeah, I blame it on Russ. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's not even him. They should have ran the ball instead of trying to throw for a tutty on third and one. Absolutely. And and here's, here's my other thing. Your defense gave up nine points through four quarters. And then that three points through, what I don't, I don't know at what point Denver got the ball back in overtime. But your defense was playing fine up to that point. Why wouldn't you kick the field goal in overtime to tie it? Exactly. Like, like I get it sudden death at that point, but you've made Indy punt how many times that night or forced? I'm pretty sure Matt Ryan had an interception or two, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But, man, it's just it's so frustrating to watch this this offense in Denver we came into the season thinking that the AFC West was going to have these giant shootout games, and Denver is uh, Denver's looking terrible. They're they're looking worse than Oak or I guess Vegas, and Vegas only has one win this year. But I don't know. You guys have any confidence in any player in Denver going forward? And is it just Cortland Sutton at this point, or do we trust Melvin Gordon or Mike Boone at all? With Drew? Uh, I mean, with confidence, I'm pretty sure it's just Cortland Sutton. You you can't really trust anyone else. We couldn't trust Javante Williams, so how do we trust Melvin Gordon and Mike Boone? Right. I don't think you can really trust it. Yeah. Part of me wants to think eventually they'll turn it around, but Nathaniel Hackett just doesn't – it doesn't look like he gets it. And I I just don't know what to I don't know. Like even Jerry Judy doesn't look good. He's he's getting a few targets here and there, but I don't think enough to warrant I don't know. It's just, I just don't get it. <laughs> Anyways, um Kyle, you have our booms and busts from last week pulled up, I assume. Mm-hmm. You can go yes, ahead sir. and recap those for us. All right, so do you guys want to take a little guess on like who's leading and stuff? True. Probably still Drew. I have no idea. We have a person in the negatives now. It's me. <laughs> it is... It's me. No way. It is me. It, it's, it's Zach. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> All right, so last week our big winner was actually me. I had 15. Drew and Steve both tied at 10, and Zach had negative 15. So, all right, we'll start out with my booms and busts last week. I had George Pickens, James Robinson, and Josh Jacobs all as my booms. For my busts, I had Baker Mayfield, Najee Harris, and Brandon Cooks. So we'll go to Steve's booms. He had Jamal Williams, Terry McLaurin, Damian Pierce, 
and his busts were Joe Mixon, Kyle Pitts, and George Kittle. Drew, your booms were Gabe Davis, Romeo Dobbs, TJ Hawkinson, and your busts were James Conner, Jalen Waddle, and A.J. Brown. And now to the very, <laughs> very good list here of Zach's. We got his booms that were Pat Fryermuth, Josh Reynolds, and nope. CEH. Oof. Uh, Josh Reynolds might have hit. Yeah, he did, but I... nobody else did. Thank you. Yep, I know. Yep. Your busts were Rondell Moore, Michael Carter, and DJ Moore. Michael Carter had two touchdowns. Every time I pick a bust on a running back, they get two touchdowns. Well, can you pick the running backs that I have in my leagues for me? Yeah, yeah. Can I also request that? <laughs> Please. That's the second time a running back's done that to me. <laughs> oh. That's tough. So just to like a little recap of the scores here. So in first place is Drew at 40. Jesus. And second is me at 25. Steve is in third at 20. And Zach is in last at negative five. Somebody's got to bring up the rear here. So, who all boomed for, all, like, I, I guess I don't, I didn't have it pulled up in front of me. Who hit for all of us? I know you just mentioned the names, but for you, like, who, who were hit? You, yeah, who were the actual ones that boomed and were busted for you? For me or just everyone in general? Everyone in general. We'll start with you, I guess. Okay, so for me, the ones that boomed were George Pickens and Josh Jacobs. The ones that busted for me was Najee and Brandon Cooks. Okay. For, uh, for you, your okay, Drew's boom was Gabe Davis, and his bus all hit in James Conner, Waddle, and A.J. Brown. Yeah. Damn, Drew. And we, we gave yeah. Drew a lot of crap for uh, picking A.J. Brown, so there's that. Yeah, I wish... I could have listened to the pod last week, but it didn't. <clears throat> For some reason, it didn't. Yeah, work the audio out. wasn't great. Yeah. So. And then Zach, do you want to go over his? No, <laughs> we're good. We know that. Exactly. We know. We know. We. I only hit one. <laughs> yeah. So Damn. overall, it was a tough week. I mean, matchups were weird. People you thought would boom and bust did the opposite. So. It was tough. Yeah, I mean, I. I I don't know about you guys, but I hope you guys didn't have to play Travis Kelsey in any leagues. I had to play him in two leagues. One oh, I had to leagues, play him in a couple. One of those leagues, I was up 35 points going into Monday night, and he scored 33. So we got some clenched buttholes watching that, <laughs> that Monday night game trying to get a dub. But overall, I mean, it's been it's been a really weird season, I feel like. We haven't seen a lot. I mean, until maybe – these past two weeks, a lot of running backs haven't really paid off for their high draft capital we took them at. So with that being said, I mean, I just want to throw a hypothetical out there. If you were to redraft your team today and you had pick 101, who is your guys' first overall pick this year? Uh, in all honesty, I would think I'd take a wide receiver. Sure. I mean, the, the, yeah. the running back play has been less than uh, – less than uh what's the word i'm looking for Ideal. consistent consistent same thing yeah same thing but um in all honesty i'd i'd be looking first round pick i'd probably be looking uh cooper cup um pick 101 you would take cup uh possibly yeah i mean wouldn't you guys i mean do you guys agree with that or do you guys think you'd go chubb 
because Chubb and Eckler are the two that have been the most consistent, but it's not like they've been mm-hmm. super stellar. I wouldn't say Eckler has been consistent. I mean, they're the ones that the, he's the one that's been. I'd say Saquon's more consistent than he was. Yeah, but he's still not putting up 30 points every game, like 20, I... 20 to 30 points is what I'm saying. Saquon's put 20 plus points each game up, except for against Carolina. Okay. And he put 35 up against Tennessee in week one. Okay. Yeah, but, I see that. But do you, do you, would you take I mean, Saquon J- one? JT obviously isn't the first overall pick right now. He no. Between the injury and his production thus far, it's not him. It's the but line. McCaffrey's been okay. I mean, he's running back four right now, but being outscored by the likes of Cup and probably uh, Justin Jefferson at receiver, so... Yeah. I don't know, Drew, would you go wide receiver at pick 101 over the likes of uh, a running back, Saquon, McCaffrey, Chubb? Um, It'd probably be close between, as of right now, probably Cup and Saquon and Chubb. The only thing that hurts with Nick Chubb is I don't think he ever get, reaches top five in drafting just because of his, you know, PPR. Just, but at the same yeah, time, he he's been doing it anyways. So it's like we always stray away from him because of that. But he's doing fine without it. You know what I mean? He's he's kind of like a Derrick Henry type. Like they're going to hand him the ball so many times, it's not, it's not going to matter. He doesn't catch the ball. But still less than Derrick Henry and just as productive almost. Like Yeah. Derrick Henry's getting, what, like 30 handoffs a game before his injury or something like that? Something crazy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most Chubb's seen in a game this year has been 23. And he's had over 100 yards in all except for one game. And he's on a streak right now where he's had a touchdown in four straight games, so obviously points are a little inflated there. But, I mean, still he has seven touchdowns through five weeks. That's still very impressive. I think there's a name that we're forgetting too here, boys. How about Steph Diggs? He's the second wide receiver in the league over Jay Jetta. Uh, yeah. And I'll, I'll be honest, I just said uh, Jefferson because I have him on my roster that I was looking at. Mm-hmm. But Diggs has been an animal this year. Yeah. I mean, he's going to break his touchdown uh, total from last year. It feels like he's already at five. He had 10 all of last year. He's already at 500 yards through five games. So you're looking at like a 1500 yard season with 15, 15 touchdowns. <laughs> not not a bad year. No, it's a pretty solid year. Yeah, I was I was high on him pre-draft. I granted he was my third overall wide receiver, I think. Granted mm-hmm. I didn't end up with him in many drafts because I He was know. being taken in the first round and He was being taken before me and I was mm-hmm. a late pick in every single draft I had almost. So Mm-hmm. I do. I mean, I liked Steph Diggs this year. I, I don't know. He's proven that he's the true number one there, and he'll be one of the more consistent wide receivers for the rest of the year. I think. Right, but but do we think with the overall lack of super impressive running backs for this year or this year thus far, you don't think that maybe we would see those running backs go earlier than we'd seen in previous years. So, I mean, we talked about, uh, like, we saw Eckler falling to middle of the first. We saw 
Kamara fall. I mean, Kamara hasn't been as good, but he had a good week last week. I mean, we saw some of these guys falling super low in drafts. Do we think some of them maybe, if we redrafted, would be going higher now at all? Or are we still Um, thinking right around where they are and then? I mean, I definitely definitely think uh, Kamara might go a little bit higher and Saquon goes a little bit higher if we know that this is what we'd be getting out of him. And I definitely think some would actually fall even lower than what they were taking. Um, I feel like, if anything, it might slightly switch to a little bit more heavy on wide receiver next year in the first round. Yep, I think it will, too. Not crazy, but enough to, you know, change the rhetoric here. mm Mm-hmm. And so far, that's rightfully so, you know. Who would would be your your wide receivers that you would take in the first round right now? Or think you could possibly take next year in the first round? Right now? That would, the, that would that would that would knock some of the running backs out, is what I'm asking. Probably the ones we just talked about you, for sure. Cup, Jefferson, you, well, Diggs. Right, right, right. I'm saying they were in there this year. They were first round picks this year. Who? What wide receiver is going to come in and knock out a running back? Is what I want to know. I mean, I think Tyreek wasn't a first round this year. I feel no, like he, he could wasn't. be the first. I feel like he could be a first round next year. Okay. If he continues for right. sure. He'd be, he'd, yeah, if he continues with. Yeah. That's what we're saying, like right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I can I can get behind that. Um, other wide receivers. That's tough. That's a tough question. That's tough. I mean, like. I mean, uh, if if Amon Ra comes back from this injury and keeps doing what he was doing the first three weeks, possibly. Don't know. Maybe early second round. I don't know if he sneaks into the first. I'd probably lean closer to a. I don't know. I was gonna say a Monra, but then I started thinking about it, and I think yeah. he'd be closer to like the Tyreek range that we saw this yeah. year. Yeah, I agree. Where he was like a mid-second rounder kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. See, that's it's like, like it's, it's, it's like just so. Thing. It's just so hard to think of like because uh, do you think is Jamar Chase still a first rounder? Or did he fall out? I think he uh, fell out. Of I don't right think now. he is right now. He was in a first rounder for me to begin with. I'll be well, so, like, we're talking overall draft, Drew. Not like yeah, not not our draft per se. I'm talking. Hmm. I don't know who else you'd really throw up there because, I mean, they've had the everybody's had like it feels like a few good weeks here and there but other than those three no one's and maybe Tyreek but Tyreek even had a down week but what about Kirk he's been no having one's. a solid year so far is he not but he's not he, no I wouldn't put him start. in the first round right now yeah definitely what about that yet. what about Devontae I've seen him fly in the first round a couple drafts mm-hmm. did he fall out or is he staying in there I don't know he's the what is he wide receiver oh, five on t- the year I forgot about Devontae well <laughs> About to get himself suspended, Devontae Adams. That's true. Oh, yeah. After shoving that camera guy. I fell asleep during that game, and I'm so disappointed because it sounds like so much happened. <laughs> I mean, Devontae's had a good year. I didn't even think about him for some reason. Yeah, he's I don't know, tough just, I mean, he's had a touchdown in every game except for one. I don't so know, maybe, maybe because we don't hear a lot out of Vegas, maybe, but Devontae's been yeah. quite good. Mm-hmm. He's just not having a blow-up year like he would be in Green Bay, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's that's the biggest thing I feel like. Another question I have for you guys is, do we finally start to 
truly prioritize the top tier of QBs next year? Like, what do you mean? Like, is Josh Allen a first round pick next year? consistent QB has been this year. There's really only three, one, three or four that you can rely on at the moment. You're, you're right. You're 100% right. I'm feeling I'd, it. I'm feeling it 100% right now. <laughs> I'd say there's four and uh, three and a half because Lamar had a couple down games now. I mean, Lamar's the second QB overall in PPR scoring, though. Yeah, but that's, I mean, he had two 40 point performances back to back and then followed up with two 15 point performances. Um, I would put, I would say Josh Allen. Mahomes and Jalen are the top three you can 100% rely on right now. Lamar's that like next step where maybe if we see him down the stretch have big games, we can rely on him more. But mm-hmm. right now, I, I would rely on those three more than him, I feel like. I just want to see what Jalen Hurts is going to do against a decent defense. I mean, I'm not saying he's not good, but like he hasn't played really any good competition yet. And the best he's played was Jacksonville, and they held him to 13, so. 15.9, but okay. I mean, mine says 13 right now, but. Well, you're I'm in just a bigger bus league. league. Yeah, that's it. Good call. Um, I mean, that's what happens, though, when you don't throw a touchdown, and that game was an absolute downpour. Hmm. So, um, he plays Dallas this week. Decent defense. Stay away. You're staying away from Jalen this week. I dude, I I don't know. It's just it's an interdivisional game, and okay. Let me ask you this, Zach. Out of all the QBs that people would have on their team, who would you play over Jalen Hurts? Yeah, who else do I have on my team? Well, you're or, looking anywhere just... after QB twelve. So you're looking at what, like Kirk Cousins? Russ Wilson, who's Jared Kirk, Goff. Who's Kirk Cousins play this week? Uh, Miami. Exactly. Yeah, yeah right. Russ Wilson yeah. this week playing the Chargers. Playing, playing. Nope, not playing. Nope. Uh, Jared Goff right on by Daniel Jones yeah. against Baltimore. Like, nope. th- there's yeah. no one outside yeah. the top I mean, 12 that you'd start over him. Okay. I'm just saying he might not have a huge week this week, but the Dallas defense, as long as they can torch Diggs a couple times, I guess, he might have a good game. They're just not going to target Diggs, and everything's going to go to Goddard and Devontae. I don't think – I think Diggs is overrated, but okay. Diggs just had an insane game last week. I don't know if you saw the stats. I'm not talking about I'm, – I'm talking about Trevon Diggs. Yeah, yeah. He had an insane game last week. I don't know if you haven't seen the stats. That's what I'm saying. He got roasted last week. Was it last week? Because he just had a good game not that long ago. I know he just got roasted this past week. Like, bad. Okay. Either way. Um... Also, uh, are we sure that Micah Parsons plays this week? Is he banged up right now? I he seen was fighting on. through a groin injury pretty much the whole game. Ooh, that's tough. That's oh, tough. shoot. So, yeah, take and, the Eagles. And take Philly's the Eagles. O-line's, like, decent. They're not bad. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know uh, how bad it is because he did play through it, but. Right, obviously not too terrible, like you said, if he's going to. I don't know. That scares me a lot, especially if you're a. Because really, Dallas's defense has kept them in a ton of games this year, if not all of them. I mean, even in week one in that loss, they kept him in it. But um, overall, who's been your biggest uh, disappointment throughout the season so far? I mean, we just talked about who our new first overall pick would be. And I don't I don't think we have a clear number one pick right now. Everybody kind of has their own opinion, whether it's Jefferson, Eckler, Saquon, whoever. We all kind of have our own thing there. But who's been your di- biggest disappointment? I'll start with Kyle. My biggest disappointment so far has been Najee. I mean... He's getting a good workload. He's just terrible line. RB twenty nine on the year so far. It's just he can't see. He can't. He has no vision. All of a sudden, it's weird. He's not going yeah. north and he's not going north and south like he used to. He's going east and west, trying to break a big run. Well, I mean, whenever you're used to the line blowing up in front of you, you kind of like reaction makes you go to the side, I guess. But it's he just hasn't panned out for what we. Spent on him in draft capital. Correct. I tried to say it. I stayed away from him. Uh, I'm going to say, I think mine might be Michael Pittman. I mean, he's currently wide receiver 29, but we were taking him as a wide receiver one in a lot of leagues. Or a lot of people were, at least. I know I was Drew gone. was pretty high on him. I was fine with him being my wide receiver two, but he's he's not even a wide receiver two right now. He's a flex option. And I get it, he missed a week, but he's only had uh, two weeks over 15 points, and as someone that you drafted to be your top receiver, that's that's unacceptable, no, especially when we thought he was going to have a breakout year. Is this a Michael Pittman problem, or is this a Matt Ryan problem? It's It's a Matt Ryan problem, because he did more with less last year, I think. He, he There was a really good connection between him and and once a year ago. Or or it could be that defenses are now starting to zone in more on him than than previously. But Drew, who's your biggest disappointment so far this season? Uh well, I was high on him going into the season and he's been less than average the whole year. He's at the moment he's wide receiver forty seven. Oof. It's gonna be DJ Moore. I mean, <laughs> tried to tell you. Everybody expected him to at least be able to do what he did last year. We were all, most people were, you know, had him ranked top fifteen. And Baker Mayfield just isn't doing it now. They just cleaned house. Does that help him? We'll see. But so far, Hopefully. I mean, it's been not good for the draft capital you spent on him. Well, it can't be worse. It can't get worse, right? I mean, That's it could. He's been time. he's been right around ten points for most of the games this year. So, it, I mean, realistically, it could be. And he has PJ Walker now as his QB one for at least a week or so. Probably, what? Probably closer to a month. Baker has what a high ankle sprain. What um, happened to Darnold? He's also currently still out huh. with I don't know what kind of injury, but. All of the quarterbacks are pretty much hurt. Watch PJ Walker be Carolina's savior. 
Uh, Darnold actually also has an ankle injury, and he's on the IR and apparently not close to returning as of a week ago. So, P.J. Walker as wide receiver or running back one, I mean. Holy cow, quarterback one. That's that's terrifying to me, especially when D.J. Moore's already been so bad, and now being a Chris McCaffrey owner in multiple leagues, I'm a little more worried. Hmm. Uh, How about that? Two Ohio State quarterbacks are about to make a start in the same week. Two Ohio State Crazy. Yeah, P.J. Walker, P.J. Walker. Went to Temple. I thought he went to Ohio State. Went to Mm -hmm. Temple. Unless he transferred, but he went to Temple. I could have swore he was Ohio State. Who am I thinking of that was? He could have started there, maybe. I don't know. Right. I could have swore he was, uh, P.J. Walker was an Ohio State alum. My bad. Uh, Zach, who's your biggest disappointment been? My biggest disappointment? Hmm. Can I just say my entire team I drafted? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, if it wasn't for the in- injury, I mean, we don't know. But I have two people, uh, Trey Lance and uh, Javante Williams. I mean, those two really hurt my team. I mean, you can't really call it a disappointment. I, got I know, hurt. I know. I'm just yeah, saying, like, but taking the low hanging fruit here. I can I, you uh, I pick somebody that is healthy? <laughs> ah, as well be hurt. Healthy. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I mean, I kind of agreed with uh, the Najee Harris on what we spent on him. Um, like- I'm gonna say Cam. I'm gonna say Cam Sutton. For what we Cam expected. Sutton is a defensive back, but Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton go, go and Jerry, there we go. Jared Judy. Uh, for say, what we Cortland were, Sutton's twelve overall. I would say Cortland yeah. Sutton is about right where we thought he would you, be. You th- uh, I'd say a little higher because right. we're taking him behind Pittman. I feel like behind yeah. Pittman behind. All right. Well, I I'm but trying. I, to I, shoot I see guard. what you're saying. Regardless, though. I see what you're saying. Because, like, I mean, we were so hyped about. I mean, he, if if we have Russell Wilson, I mean, let's be honest, Russell Wilson has been a huge disappointment as well. Mm-hmm. If we had Russell Wilson of earlier years, Cortland Sutler, Sut, I'm having a stroke tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, Cortland Sutton would have went nuclear on several games because he was running wide open down the field and was just missed. Sure. I'm going to throw a few more names out there, see your guys' opinion. Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, they were both – well, Cook was definitely a first-round pick. Mixon was like that turn Cook. kind of guy. You might get him early second, Cook. late first. Cook bounced back this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I played him. Thanks. Yes. Drew. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Drew. Yeah, Drew. Finally. Balling uh, against Steve. Highest score in a league, and I'm uh, two and three, so. But – but what about, about another? What about yeah. Elliot? Well, no, I wasn't high on him. Yeah, but he was he was in third round. I don't think I'd take him. I'd even take him in the third round now. No, I, I, no, I'd argue Pollard's more of a threat in that backfield now, and probably you could argue could be drafted over him at this point almost. Yeah, I would say. I think Debo needs to be thrown in that consideration. He was a second round pick. Mm-hmm. True. How about uh, Brandon Cooks? Brandon Cooks has been a major letdown this year. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I've seen him go in like fourth, fifth round, and he's what wide receiver? He's probably close to forty, I think. Uh, I can pull it up for you. Brandon Cooks right now is wide receiver thirty-five. He's had yeah. two weeks of ten plus points this season, but and he hasn't tough. played great. I don't know. Like with Michael Pittman, is it a QB problem? Davis Mills just isn't a. But Davis Mills got Davis Mills got the ball to him a lot last year. Yeah, I mean he was top twenty last year in PPR. That's yeah. the thing, but did and he, he was their quarterback, and he, I don't was, think he improved at all. No, which he I might agree. have even I, taken a step back for real. I yeah. was one of the people that thought that Davis Mills was going to have a bigger year this year, and thus far, he really hasn't. He's <laughs> quarterback twenty-seven, so it's only, that's rough. Yeah, that's bad. Do you think we see Kyle Allen make an appearance sometime here? I don't think it helps uh, the team at all, really. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, do you think they let him take a start here? I don't think. Uh, the only way I see is if an injury happens. That, And then okay. if they just give up on Davis Mills. but mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's Houston. They've probably given up on everything at this point. Yeah. I want to throw James Conner out there, currently RB31. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has not produced. We all not... know that he was not going to reproduce touchdowns, but this year he's done nothing. 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 So we talked about disappointments. Biggest surprises this year. I think we got Higby. Tyler Higby's been, he's probably a top five tight end right now. Mm-hmm. Which isn't saying much, but. Yeah. No, but I mean but the amount of targets he's, he's been yeah. getting. He's already over uh he's almost up to three hundred yards receiving this year. And the most he's had crazy. the most oh, another, he's had in this season seven hundred. Another days. another letdown since we're talking about tight ends, Kittle. Yeah. That more or less that entire San Francisco offense. Yes. Other mm-hmm. than Jeff Wilson. Yep. He wasn't even drafted, so No. You weren't counting on <laughs> Right. <laughs> Uh, Can I, I think... throw a name out there? Good. QB Geno Smith. Yeah, we were just talking think... about this before. The... Like, oh. I've seen some, like even in super draft leagues where people weren't even taking him in super draft, they were thinking Drew Locke was going to be the starter, and he's out here balling at like top six. <laughs> like yeah, I would have I... never expected that. I snagged him in a, I think the Scott Fishbowl qualifier. Hey. I have him and Russ, and Russ is doing much worse. I have Geno Smith in uh, Kyle Yates's, uh community league. Basically, it's like over 200 people, and I'm currently 6th overall and 5-0 uh, with Geno thought? Smith at the helm. <laughs> and you know it's demoralizing to beat somebody in fantasy football with Geno Smith as your starting quarterback. Right. Like, Is it, is it to the point that we say... Pete Carroll made Russ instead of Russ making Pete uh, Carroll. I think a little bit of a scheming thing. I'll, I'll go on with that. Yeah. I, I think if we're talking about pleasant surprises at the quarterback position, you got to stick with Jared Goff too. He's right behind him overall. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, he had a bad week last week against New England, but that whole team struggled. I think the only one that was worth a play last week was uh, Josh Reynolds. Yeah, I think he got me like 14 points. Yeah, 14, 15 points. Uh, how do we feel about Aaron Jones? He's been up and down. 
Iffy. We see, I mean, we're, we're seeing A.J. Dillon getting 17 touches a game. But not doing anything with it. But not doing anything. So, eventually, Dillon's going to have a breakthrough. Aaron Jones has been... He's currently RB13. He's had 10 points in all but one week, and he played a good defense at Tampa Bay where he didn't score 10 points. Are we worried about Aaron Jones at all, seeing the fact that we're seeing A.J. Dillon get a ton of work? I mean, for where he was being drafted... Second round, round. He was... I think he ended up being majority second round, right? Second uh, round, yeah. Boomer Busty like went 107, second. but that was in, in our keeper keeper league of record. He was a first round pick, but again, keepers, so all the good quarterbacks were gone or running backs were gone, basically. Yeah, and it's like I don't know if you ended up snagging him as your second running back, you're probably not crazy disappointed, but at the same time, you're hoping if you doubled up running back there, that would have helped you a mm-hmm. lot more. But yeah, it's definitely not as good as we wanted it to be. I mean, he's getting a major snap share still. He's 60-plus percent on the season. But, I don't know, it's, it worries me. Definitely I not s- as many targets as we thought. Right. And so speaking far. of targets, I do want to say that I've been impressed with Alan Lazard through his four games this, this year so far. His target share has gone up, his snap share has gone up, and he's making the most of it by scoring touchdowns. So, he's on pace to break his career high of eight touchdowns a year ago. He's on pace for eight, 900 yard season, maybe a thousand. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's not been great just cause he didn't, I mean, he missed the first week and then had a slow start, but he's been 14 plus and pretty much three, four and five. So I'm but, liking the way he's played. But at the same time, he's kind of playing right where we expected him to. I mean, wide receiver 34. Granted, he missed a game, but that's kind of where he was being drafted, and I think his value is holding up. But I don't think it's uh, outdoing itself either. No, I mean, I think. Well, I feel like a lot of people were kind of down on Lazard, but also I don't know. It was like a mixed community. You were either really high on Lazard or you were really down on Lazard because people thought Dobbs or. Christian Watson, we're going to come make a big difference in that offense. Uh, Amonra, we can talk about him being uh, a pleasant surprise. I mean, I know Zach was really big on him before the season. Yes. But, I mean, he's top 10 for uh, a wide receiver right now. And he missed week four and only saw 32% of the snaps in week five. So, yeah, he was on. He basically played three full games, not even three full games, because he got injured in the Minnesota game. And he's. He's been really, really good so far this year. Yeah, and he'll he'll just get better at now that he has a whole week to rest up too. Right. I mean, he for the bye week didn't see a lot of of uh, play time against New England. Now he has a bye. They should be getting DeAndre Swift back too, so that's exciting. Um, I have a guy to throw out. Go ahead, uh, Josh Jacobs. Over the past few weeks, specifically, I mean, they're finally yeah, giving exactly. him the rock. And Thank gosh. that's the thing is, if you drafted him, he's definitely your uh, RB2. RB2. Are we expecting him to just take the RB1 role for your fantasy team the rest of the year? I mean, depending on who you it have, depends, RB, yeah. it could be I mean, if it's Saquon, 
Probably yeah. not. I mean, if, but, if I mean, that's he's, the thing. He's close to outscoring Saquon. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's not many that, if he keeps up his consistency with the touches he's getting, that uh, are going to do I mean, better. Overall, like, he has a pretty decent schedule, too, the rest of the season. I mean, he's on bye this week, but then he comes back to Houston. New Orleans, who's been a little bit decent. Jacksonville's been decent. Indy, I mean, like, all these have been okay, but not great. Denver, Seattle, Chargers, Rams. Like, he's got a, I think he's got a pretty decent schedule ahead of him to kind of help him through, you know, down the stretch. I mean, he just put 37 up against Denver uh, two weeks ago, and he plays them again here in about a month. So, I, I like, that's a good pickup. I mean, he's a top five running back right now. And he's getting uh, he's getting pass game work now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to throw another name out there, Marquise Brown. I mean, we all expected him to, like, be decent until D-Hop got back, but I didn't expect him to be sixth overall. <laughs> Dude's easily in w- WR1 right now, but is he going to keep that up when D-Hop gets back? That's, that's uh, what I worry about, because when D-Hop gets back, he gets the A.J. Green role, and the A.J. Green role has not been kind to A.J. Green. Well, A.J. Yep. Green's also ancient. Yeah, he's like 90 years old. But he's, he I, still isn't getting targets. At, at the same time, though, I feel like... I mean, there, obviously there's still a college connection between him and, and Kyler, so I want to throw that out there. But there's also... Uh, do we see D-Hop getting a lot of the, that, that double coverage and see Marquise getting a little more single coverage on the other side? So, like, could he could he even be better than he is now? I guess is my that's, question. That's what I was going to say, too. Because D-Hop comes back, they can't just single cover him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're going to have to do Someone's going to get doubled, and that offense should pop off, does realistically. That, does that open up more, even more than what we've already seen for the slot role? Right. Rondale Moore had a good game last week. And that's kind of where he's going to play. Which I could see maybe... Maybe consistent like twelve to fifteen points out of Rondale. I could see that being realistic too. Yeah, I think the biggest person that's going to hurt from this is going to be Zach Ertz. Personally, yeah, he yeah. had some semi consistency from him for the tight end position, mm-hmm. and I don't. I think mean, he holds up. I was going to say, yeah, he's been getting double digit targets most of the mm-hmm. year so far. I think it's going to drop down to probably like five, six a game. Maybe, maybe, maybe red zone. zone. Right, that's a thing. Yeah, I mean, both games that he went under 10 targets, he found the the end zone, and he's... And made himself relevant still. That's yeah. the thing is, if, if he does get less targets when Stehop gets back, hopefully they're more valuable targets. Mm-hmm. Which could so be. is it like a sell high on Zach Ertz right now, you think? I think he's Maybe probably going to sell high the whole year, but it's tough the... because the tight end position is so mm-hmm. weak. Right, I mean, you're looking... Darren Waller, Darren Waller, or like Waller. Kyle Pitts owner, because Kyle Pitts has been an absolute. You speaking that, of disappointment? Oh man, he's on a dog. The thing is, do you even want to trade for Kyle Pitts right now? Oh no, no. But, I mean, say say you snatched like uh, a Gerald Everett off of waivers, and you still have Ertz. Like, I'm I'm fine with trading Ertz and starting Everett the rest of the season. Would you try and buy super super low on Kyle Pitts in a dynasty? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I just don't think a dynasty. I guess it depends on the manager, but maybe they've given up. But I can't see someone selling uh, low yet in a dynasty. Another person I'm super happy with, 
and I wasn't when I drafted him originally, is going to be Jalen Waddle. I mean, he's had two down weeks now, but I'll be honest, when they got Tyreek, I didn't think he was going to be a top 10 receiver, let alone a top 15 receiver. And up until Tua got hurt, he was, I mean, he still is through through five weeks. He's a top 10 receiver in PPR formats. Uh, I think there's going to be a regression with Teddy and or Skylar Thompson at quarterback. And he's struggling through a groin and, injury, isn't he? Mm-hmm, right, yeah. He was really um, hurting in that Cincinnati game. He'd come off a few times. I didn't see much of the New York game, but obviously with Teddy going out early in that game, it did lead to a big game plan with Skylar Thompson running the uh, the the offense. But we saw Skylar Thompson play pretty well in the preseason, so if somehow that translates to a regular season. Maybe Jalen Waddle still remains as a at least a top fifteen guy. But I, I was I was super down on Waddle this year, and I did get him in a few leagues, and can say I'm very pleasantly surprised he's been this good. Here's a question: If you do not have Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey on your team, and Taysom Hill is on your team. Are you starting him every week at tight end? Ooh. That's such a tough call. I don't hmm. know if you can start him when Jameis comes back. Is the problem? Yeah, but like, what are your other options? <sighs> yeah, I mean, you can't start him confidently. I will say that it depends on like if I have like a Dallas Goddard or like. That's the thing, like, Dalton Schultz, he's done nothing. I'd start Taysom Hill over Dalton Schultz. I'd start over Schultz. Yeah. I'd start over Dawson Knox. Yep. Yep. But, Volkmet, easy. But, like, if you have Higby or Goddard or Higby, Hawkins, Goddard, I'd play over Hill. Yeah, you can't start him yes. over them. Okay, that's two. Four, so four if you count Andrews, Kelsey. Would you start him over Gerald Everett? That's a tough Gerald Everett... Jared Everett's had one game, I think, of under 10 points. Maybe two games under 10 points. Last week or Zach Ertz, even? He's had two under 10 points. Right. But he still get all except for last week, he's had basically six plus targets a game. Okay, would you start him over in Joku? I wouldn't. See, that's... Personally. That's what's tough. Is that's like... I think that's kind of like the line right there. It's like in Joku-ish... Like and, and, and specifically, line. like we don't know what David Njoku's role is going to be once Deshaun Watson's back in this offense either. That's true. So maybe you can ride Njoku for a few more weeks, and then come week, what is it, 13, when Watson's back? But even then, there's so much could happen between that and now. And that, that's the thing. Like, <clears throat> Sure, his floor is way lower than any of these tight ends we're talking about, but his ceiling is like 10 times higher. And that's solely because he gets snaps at quarterback <laughs> and he runs the ball. He runs the ball and he can throw the ball and he can catch the ball. Right. He's caught, well, like, you might want to watch it. Like, he's caught one pass. <laughs> <laughs> he's caught a single pass this season. Should should they change him from being a tight end to a running back, you feel? Uh, at I, this see, point? I, it's, I was kicked. Go Andrew. No, I, I, it's just... You can't really predict it because of the way they play him. They play him literally quarterback, running back, tight end. Right. But, so, but my point was that he only has caught one pass. I, I was kind of kicking it around in my head. I was like, can you switch his position to strictly flex? Like, is that something you could even do? 
I wonder if does Sleeper have uh, that option? It's just not fair, though. I, I just I don't know if I can confidently start him over a, a, a handful of guys, but there's also a handful of guys that I would take the risk and start him over. Did anybody else realize that Taysom Hill's 32 years old? Yeah, he's like he's an old man, but he doesn't look it. But yeah, he's the ultimate gadget player. Yeah, he's like imagine if Drew Brees could actually (laughs) run fast, except tall. He's he's six two. He's six two. Yeah, I guess Drew Brees is like five foot nothing. He's like five ten. He's six foot. Okay, that's like saying you're like (laughs) six foot, Kyle. I mean, yeah, the cleats give a couple inches, right? Uh, yeah, we'll we'll go with that. (laughs) Um, disappointment, Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. We all agree upon that. I mean, we t- we came in thinking he'd be. Did, did... I don't know if there's not to you guys specific. Did either of or any any three of you guys think he would be a worth a start in a single quarterback league? Start with Zach. Do you think like to start the season? Were you drafting him as your QB one at all? Would I have drafted him as my QB one at all? Yes. Mm, no. 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 Matt Ryan. No. So you're saying you'd have him as like thirteenth or worse on your I, overall I, rankings? Yeah, I didn't have him listed as a QB one at all because I was worried about the Colts line. Hmm. Um. And I, I just, yeah, I don't know. It, he, it, I, I was worried that he was too. Like there are, there are players out there that you can bring in, and they can take you to the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, Matt Ryan is not one of them. And I think that's what the Colts thought he was going to be. They were trying to buy a Super Bowl, and it turned out that they just bought themselves a losing season. All right, Kyle, would you have taken him as a QB one? Uh, no. I mean, I had him ranked almost out of QB2 range. <laughs> so. At this point, he's he is QB24. Mm-hmm. And you look, you're barely looking at a Superflex option right now. Yeah, and I wouldn't even do that in Superflex unless if you're hurting super bad. But So Drew's the only one that says yes, that he would have taken him as a QB1. Wow, no, I, have be spo- I have not spoken yet. Um, you, you said yes right when I was asking. He He's did. No, I did not. <laughs> you did. We're gonna have to watch the clip back. I don't know. The, the Nyquil's that. hitting hard. Maybe. <laughs> but no, I had him ranked probably like mid QB two. Well, can so you look it up? I would have. Not to say maybe. I would have. Uh, Around like in at least one league, I'm pretty sure I drafted him as like a backup. Like that's rough. That's that's what's tough is in most like podcasts they tell you to only draft one QB but in ninety percent of my leagues people draft two QBs regardless so it's like you always feel obligated to draft a second QB and because if not your streaming <laughs> option for bye week is Daniel Jones exactly Marcus so, Mariota <laughs> yeah it I he was definitely in contention in the beginning of the season for being that. Backup. I had him mm-hmm. at QB eighteen. So yeah, QB, mid QB two. <coughs> um, this Jacksonville backfield. Let's talk about that real quick. To start the year, James Robinson 
came out. He balled out. Fifteen plus points weeks one, two, and three. Nineteen plus in two of those weeks. The last two weeks he has just over seven points in the two weeks combined. And we've seen Travis Etienne have a bigger snap share in those past two weeks. Is it is it a transition to Travis Etienne in Jacksonville? I know last week was a negative game script, and as was against Philly, but even against Philly, ETN only put up 3.2 points. You guys think uh, we're going to see that trend? Kind of like we've seen in New York with the Jets, where we're seeing Brees Hall kind of taking over that backfield now? I, I don't understand why. Like, why fix something if it ain't broke? You know what I mean? James Robinson's balling. Just keep feeding them the rock. I mean, they were doing well. They were winning games when that was happening. Mm, I, think I think it's it comes, more of a game script thing. Correct. Yeah. I think what it comes down to is Etienne's a better pass catcher in the long run. <laughs> or they at least more, utilize him more in the pass game. He's way more athletic, too, I think. I mean, he's very shifty. I mean, uh, I think Robinson just gets through by running through people more. More often, than and not. he's not a big dude by any means. He's five nine no. two nineteen, but no. he he's got good vision. I'll mm. say that. And I don't know. It, he was probably what a top five running back the first three weeks, maybe top three even. Yep. And he's fallen now to RB sixteen, and we've seen some more utilization out of ETN, which kind of scares me. If you had Robinson over, should have showed Robinson high. You think? You think it's it's one of those situations? I'm thinking it's going to turn into one of those situations. I mean, we saw ETN put up 15 points last week, 10 carries, 71, three receptions, 43. So in a game where Christian Kirk didn't do anything, Zay Jones didn't do anything, we saw Travis ETN be the guy. Him and Marvin Jones, I think, put up points last week for the the Jaguars. So... I don't know. <clears throat> I just want to throw out there that we haven't mentioned waiver wire talk at all, but at the same time, the waiver wire is so thin right now, and all of the big podcasts are talking on it anyways. Like you know, pick up George Pickens or pick up Alec Pierce. But in all reality, if you were taking fantasy serious enough to be listening to a podcast. Those leagues are probably competitive, and those players are not available in any of your leagues. So that's why <laughs> it's tough to talk about it because, sure, you can throw those names mm-hmm. out, but it's almost guaranteed that they're not going to be available in the league that you're playing in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, saw, I heard on a thing this morning that a person said that it was like 63% of leagues, Kenneth Walker is available. What in your right mind is Kenneth Walker available? In and it's got to be ten team league? leagues. It's got to be ten team leagues, or even There's eight no teams. Way. Like, <laughs> like, like let's look at here. The they best. Have to be basing it off that. Like I'm not saying like we are all like experts, but like in our boom and bust league, the best running backs available are DJ Dallas, Mark Ingram, Joshua Kelly, Zach Moss. Wide receivers: AJ Green, Ben Sherwanick, KJ Hamler, and Dewami Brown. Like. What like who would in their right mind would want to pick those up? Would you guys? Unless you're not trying really. to throw a flyer on one of the young guys, but it's not it's yep. it's not worth it from where you're at right now. That's why we don't speak on it because you know you can waste time on the podcast talking about players that aren't going to be on people's waivers, but 
I just find it silly. Speaking of waiver wires, though, real quick, since you brought it up, do you guys think Marquez Callaway is an ad? No. Being that Chris Olave might be out and Jarvis is still out and Mike Thomas is banged up? I just don't see a scenario where you start him. Who else is they going to throw to, though, in Indy? Or in New Orleans, I mean. Okay. One person. I mean, Draquan Smith, we've tried to make Draquan Smith fantasy relevant for years. Deontay Hardy. Adam Troutman. <laughs> he got Adam a nutty Troutman. pass from Taysom Hill. I mean... That was that was uh, Andy Dalton, but yeah. No, Taysom Same Hill thing. threw him one. Same thing. Same thing. Uh, Taysom Hill threw Adam Troutman a touchdown pass. Maybe last year. No. Like what? This year. Yes. Look it up. Last week. He had like four touchdowns. Jameis Winston didn't play last week, you idiot. Taysom Hill. Oh, I thought you said Jameis Winston. I was like, Holy Taysom moly. Hill. Jeez, okay, my bad. Anyways. Um, Keep going. Yeah, like you said, there's just not much on, at least in our league of record, the waiver wire that we can really offer a big or offer any sort of like uh, advice on like the biggest waiver wire pickup in most of my leagues since they're all competitive probably would be Donovan Peoples-Jones and that's not even I wouldn't promote that because he's Huge. So, it's so inconsistent that it's massive not in my opinion I love yeah. it <laughs> and I mean I will say that I feel like at least in our league, the Boomer Bust Keeper League, uh, we see less people on waivers because it is super flex, two okay. regular flex, deep bench. So, I mean, in a lot of leagues, you still might see someone like Nelson Aguilar, Matt Collins, maybe even a Tyler Algier before last week on waivers. And this week, or this, and at least in our league, it's it's not likely because of how deep the... Uh, the rosters are. But with that, do you guys have any closing thoughts before we wrap up this show? We'll start with Kyle. No, I mean, it's going to be week six, so bye weeks are going to be rolling in here. So yep. make sure you're on top of the waivers, maybe hit some trades up to fill some bye week slots, ask us questions on who to take and who to start, etc. But other than that, no. I'm getting ready to get slaughtered on this bye week. Mm. Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Better you than me. But Zach, anything anything to add? Uh no, not really. I mean uh, uh Thursday's game's gonna be another great one, I feel. So Well it can't be much worse than what we saw last week. I we could be more of the same. I mean, that's true. <laughs> Do uh, does Denver play primetime again this week? Because oh, they do. We have six weeks. Denver's been primetime game four of those weeks. By the way, they play on Monday Night Football against the Chargers. Go Chargers! I love yeah. I love that getting shoved down our throats. Here's some but, Russell Wilson for you, Drew. Do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, 
I don't think so, no. Just other than don't pull the trigger on, like, don't get too antsy on waivers this week because it's not crazy. I mean, if those guys we mentioned, obviously if they're, that we said are most likely not on waivers, if they're there, go for them. But they're most likely not there. So mm-hmm. uh, I think you keep your waiver priority this week and don't bother. Drew says don't even bother. Yeah, I, I'm almost rather wait for a potential injury at this point. I feel like then, uh... or just be like me and just panic because you're one and four. Well, I mean, that's, 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 hap- that's what happens when you're bad at fantasy football, Zach. So, uh, it's two leagues out of my eight. Chill. Anyways, thanks everybody for listening. Make sure you give us a follow. We'll make sure to get back on that TikTok grind. Obviously, the social media is Twitter. Easy. All that good stuff. Thanks everybody for listening. And we'll catch you in tomorrow's episode with our booms and busts and Thursday night parlay. Peace. Peace. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Boom or Bust Fantasy Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and rate and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts.